This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. This week, I get to talk to Alyssa Grieve, who's the social media manager for Cambria Quartz, which has the most incredible countertops ever, along with a lot of other things. Uh, from Alyssa, you're going to hear about her passion for business and art and how she combined them both into a career that is just fabulous. Take a listen. Welcome, Alyssa, to the show. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to have you on, and I would love to hear the story of how you got to where you are today. Well, when I was in high school, I took a marketing course, and that's how I knew I really wanted to focus in the business world. Um, That led me to my college education, where I majored in marketing, but I always had this passion for art. So I knew that I wanted art to be a part of my my, um, education background, so decided to move in with a minor in art. That gave me a little bit of art history, um, 2D, 3D art, and beginning kind of that journey. I didn't it's something I didn't anticipate coming into my career, but has been a big part of my career moving forward. Um, out of college, I um, got my first job at a marketing agency. I started out in data analytics, and then really um, the social media world started to happen. So in my spare time, I was following a lot of blogs, including likable media, and just really started to read about social and how businesses were using social media in the workplace. Clients started coming to the art agency and asking questions about social, and no one else there was really stepping up. And I really just said, you know, I think I have an idea of how we could onboard these clients with a social media strategy. And, um, you know, is that something I could take a swing at? Um, And the leaders there said, yeah, present to us your ideas, and then we'll go from there. And as my role evolved there, I did, you know, took on one client, and then pretty soon I had a full schedule working with social media strategy and onboarding clients. Um, After the agency, um, I took a role at Target um, headquarters and worked there for about a year. Um, It was always just a dream of mine to see what it would be like on the brand brand side at a large corporation. And then this past year, um, I took the move to Cambria and became a social media manager um, to develop um, a team and really manage all aspects of social media from listening to content planning, engagement, and measurement. And that's where I am today. And so for our listeners who are unaware, tell them a little bit about Cambria and the amazingness uh, that is your stuff. Tell it. I love it. So um, we are a family-owned company, and we um, create quartz on natural countertops. 
um, and other surfaces. So in the home industry, people might use our countertops and kitchens and bathrooms. In the commercial industry, um, we are in a lot of suites at stadiums, um, restaurants, um, so even schools, reception desks, um, use them in commercial applications as well. I have a bunch of questions about uh, Cambria and how how you target on social media and all of that stuff. Um, But before that, I think it's very interesting that you went from agency to huge corporate to Mm family-owned business on the brand side. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the the benefits of each or what ended up being the place that felt most like home? Yeah, definitely. You know, I didn't necessarily plan on that specific journey. Um, and then just kind of happened to place based on the opportunities at the right time. Um, but I really actually enjoyed um, having a little bit of blend within each um, type of company. And, um, you know, the agency is great to get a little bit of awareness, stay on top of trends and work with multiple clients. Um, Target Corporate was really exciting to be um, have a footprint on some large national campaigns. But again, the work there is so focused um, because you have so many people. Right. Um, and then I and then at Cambria, I just really love it because you really get to touch all aspects of social um, and really um, funnel through, you know, from that listening stage to the me- measurement stage. And it's not so large that. Um, it's definitely manageable, which is exciting. And so um, it's kind of a happy medium where I feel most at home. See, I love that because it feels like to me in your description um, that at Cambria, you're able to really make an impact. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like when you're at an agency of lots and lots of different brands and then you're at Target and you're one of many, many people working in an incredibly focused space and and then here you are at Cambria and you're, you're really handling all of their social and digital, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I really like about Cambria and being on the brand side is you're closer to the strategy. So why decisions are being made, why budget gets approved for certain things. Um, It's nice to be on that inside um, thread. We're at an agency, you know, you pitch ideas, but you don't really know if they're going to go through or not. And so for Cambria, when you're looking at a social strategy, are you focusing more on B2C or B2B? Because I imagine you have a little bit of both, right? Consumers know and, and homeowners who are doing you know, their kitchens and all these things know about Cambria. Uh, but I would imagine there's also a very strong B2B play here. What is your approach in social? Yeah, definitely. We align our social media content creation to our customer journey of dream, plan, and do. And so one of the things we are primarily focused on B2C, but Mm -hmm. we notice a lot of our B2B partners are then sharing our content to their customers as well. Mm. So a lot of our B2B clients are retweeting us, repinning us, regramming us based on what we're sharing to their communities. So we kind of get that second wind and life in our social content. That's great. So you take the B2C approach because it's all about, I mean, everything I see about Cambria is all about inspiration. That's why when I opened it, I said, tell them about it. It's like very, um, I would describe it as like dreamy, as aspirational, as inspirational, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so by targeting the consumer, you're getting that content then shared by your B2B partners. Exactly. One of the other things we do is measure um, and see what performs the best. And so we're really, truly finding that consumer message performing the best and that level of education. Um, And that's what our B2B partners are sharing as well. 
So talk to me a little bit about that measurement. What what does success look like in social mm-hmm. for Cambria? What's something that you look at and say, this performs well? What exactly matters? Reach, engagement, traffic site? Where is it in terms of your success matrix for you? For us, it depends on what the goal of the post was. Some goals, we want to drive awareness. And then we look at the success of how many impressions it got. Um, for other things, it might be a more engagement focus type post and that we want to drive engagement. And then as we get further down the customer journey, we really want to drive people to our website and to drive conversions. And so for some social posts, that's our goal and that's what we drive. So it really depends on um, what the intent of the post is. And then we measure the metrics based off that um, post goal. Are they directly related post by post or is it more a general strategy? Yeah, a little bit more general strategy, you know, depending on telling where the website conversions are coming from, um, and then we can tell what platform they're coming from in those. In terms of the type of content that you create, Mm -hmm. have you seen it change over time as the networks go through a lot of changes, as, um, you know, people consume content differently? Have you seen your content need to shift, or do you think that it's something that overall kind of has tried and true, you know what works and it always works? Oh, great question. We've definitely seen a shift in the type of content we share with the algorithm changes within each platform. Um, You know, we're seeing more of the inspiration, the images. Our community keeps telling us, you know, product install is what they love to see, new product Mm. install, where before we kind of um, shared everything and anything on every single one of our platforms. But now we really need to strategically plan, um, you know, what people want to see and what gets the most um, engagement and awareness um, with those types of posts based on algorithms. And we're now putting money behind our social media content. And so we want to make the most use of those budgets. And so that shift, I assume, happened with the Facebook algorithm shift, right? The transition from it being all sort of organic to paid. Yep. And also, you know, as our company grows, we've had a huge growth rate in the past few years. And as a smaller company, you know, you, you post everything and anything that you want. But as you become to a, become an established brand, you really want to become more strategic about how you talk about yourself in the social space. So I think it's adjusted with the company size overall as well. And many home products, Alyssa, have worked with um, influencers and bloggers and all of these things. Yeah. Do you guys, have you taken that approach yet? And if so, how is it working for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, we just worked with our first influencer this past year, Wit and Delight, Kate Aaron's out of St. Paul here. And she um, has the blog Wit and Delight and has been a fantastic partner for us. So analyzing um, the partnership with her, we have found a 10 times return on our ROI investment with her as Wow. So, I mean, the power of these influencers today for brands and partnerships is just incredible and something we look forward to doing more of. Wow. Yeah, you know, we hear this over and over that the the shift to influencer marketing has been tremendous and um, mm-hmm. has worked very well, especially since most of the algorithms now get paid. Um, the best organic way is to look at influencer placement. And so it's interesting, especially in your category, um, to hear that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there's been a few key points of education 
um, you know, as social evolves, you know, understanding why you need paid to support your social content now. And now why are influencers so important and cost effective to work with in this space? So those are definitely two things we've had a great success with here at our company. And what do you think is next uh, for Cambria? Yeah, definitely. Well, right now we're looking into um, Snapchat. We definitely know that it's a hot social tool, um, but we want to learn more to see if our target audience is on that platform. Um, And then how would we use it strategically? Um, We do a lot of events at Cambria, so that could be something we could integrate into that strategy. But it's something on our radar but haven't tapped into quite yet. And when you're looking at new networks and you're looking at new approaches, um, do you feel that as a smaller company, um, you can just jump because you're less of a, you know, kind of corporate sort of heavy structure? Or do you feel like it's important to wait and evaluate uh, before you jump into a new network? Definitely. I think it's really that fine balance. And especially in social media, you don't want to be too late on something, but you don't want to be too early. So you're wasting time and money and resources as well. So it's really that fine balance to understand when it's best for your brand and right for your company to get active in that platform. So Alyssa, I know we talked about influencers earlier and you're a bit of an influencer yourself because you have a little bit of a side hustle with some photography. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, In college, I took a few photography courses, but then after, knew it would be a great lifelong skill to have. So I really spent time um, developing my skill set by watching YouTube videos, reading blogs, and then working with a few photography mentors on really honing that skill set to keep working at it. Um, then I started doing a couple engagement sessions and then a couple weddings. And then from there, um, you know, sharing my photos online, it just really grew and it wasn't something I definitely planned for, but, uh, kind of a happy accident. And now I do, um, photography on the side. Incredible. And so I love that you've kept sort of the focus on art as part of your, really career. And it's been, it's really interesting to hear that you, you've kept that passion going. Talk to me about passion within social media. So obviously you've been working in the space for a long time. When you mm-hmm. are done at the end of the day, do you shut it off? Do you love it personally still, or does working in it make you love it a little less? You know, social media is definitely a part of just who I am um, yeah. because I'm just naturally in it all the time. Um, it's really easy for me to engage or check things quickly. It's a, you know, it's a 24 seven job, um, but it doesn't feel like it to me just because it's a part of my life. And so um, I do have, you know, the one thing really great is we have work phone and then I have my personal phone. And so I can keep everything organized that way. And I'm logged into all of my social media accounts on my work phone and all my other social media accounts on my personal phone. So that's really great from an organizational standpoint. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it really is something I do naturally. And so um, I'm always, you know, looking at Instagram and then doing keeping screenshots when I think something could apply for Cambria or um, Lissity Photography on the side. Incredible. And so tell me, Alyssa, where people should follow you if they want to connect with you and where should they go to Cambria? What's the best of the, what's the best of the best? I know picking a favorite network is like picking a favorite child, but give me where you think they should go if they want to check out Cambria's best stuff. 
Yes. Well, I would definitely recommend their Instagram account, Cambria Courts on Instagram. Um, Pinterest, we have a lot of great um, images on Pinterest that aren't fully utilized yet. And so using Pinterest as a tool to help planning your kitchen or remodel um, Cambria Courts on that platform as well. And then, you know, a lot of people are on Facebook. So Cambria, our Facebook page, um, and backslash Cambria Courts on that as well. Um, Twitter, we like to use to give a lot of expertise and Cambria Courts on there as well. Personally, I'm on Twitter at GrieveAlyssa and on Instagram at Photography. Awesome. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure. You are one fabulous social lady. Uh, Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.